Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Ledahan. Well, thank you for joining us once again on the Songwriter Connection Podcast. It's all about the connections. It really is. And uh, we're in Nashville, and you've heard us talk about how Nashville is such a a, a big little town. Everybody knows everybody. There is some kind of a connection. And although we don't focus just on Nashville uh, on this show, I want to I want to I want to talk about Nashville a little bit uh, as we start today. And this is a, a typical example of what I mean by connections. Okay, so my friend Sharice Boltori, who runs uh, the Global Songwriter Connection, who was on the show just a couple of weeks ago, um, was turning me on to some of the artists she's worked in uh, with over the years. And one such was our guest today, Dan. Harrison is our guest. Hi, Dan. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. He's our guest. And I listened to his music and I'm, I'm just blown away. Yes. I want him on my podcast. So uh, uh, we're really happy to have him today. But um, so check it out. He's today. And as we sit down talking, we have a mutual friend yes. who has also been on the podcast quite recently, Brian Ruby. Yes. The pro baseball player who mm-hmm. also is, is making it in, in the country music scene. So, and you guys uh, went to school together, huh? We did. Yeah. We went to the same high school. We were a few years apart, but. How you know, about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, small world. Small world. Makes a connection. Yeah. It's all connections. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would venture to say, Dave, that uh, Nashville's a little big town. What did I say the other way around? Big little town. Yeah. It's a little big town. Uh, yeah. I wonder if that's where they got their name from. I'll bet it was. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's play one of your songs. This is one of the first that uh, caught me being a radio guy. This right. is called Running Out of Radio. And I thought, well, right away, I got to hear this song. So, this is a Dan, Dan Harrison is our guest. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. New York City, sitting out just spinning. Detroit dancing on a Motown roll. West Virginia. Mountain mama wanted dead or alive on a thunder road Florida found me an American girl Sweet home singing down in Muscle Shoals Got George on my mind, different anthem each day line A shotgun rider everywhere I go We might run out of cash, out of gas, out of time We might run out of luck, out of two even when the sun sets and the headlights won't go We'll never be running, be running out of radio Leaving exes all through Texas Walking in Memphis, Tennessee Rocky Mountain High Colorado Cruising the coast in a California dream There's magic and static Reminding me We might run out of cash Out of gas Out of time We might run out of luck Out of two yellow lines Even when the sun sets And the headlights won't go We'll never be running Be running out of radio We live the highway AM to FM We might run out of cash, out of gas, out of time We might run out of luck, out of two yellow lines Even when the sun sets and the headlights won't glow We'll never be running We might run out of cash, out of gas, out of time We might run out of luck, out of two yellow lines Even when the sun sets and the headlights won't go We'll never be running, be running, be running We'll never be running, be running out of radio What a groove. Oh, yeah. Killer. 
Dan Harrison on Songwriter Connection Podcast. What a great song. We might run out of Spotify. We might run out of <laughs> iTunes, Amazon Music, that's, and YouTube, but we'll yeah. never run out of radio. That's right? the third verse we didn't put in yet. So <laughs> we, we, for the remix, we'll put that in. I love that. That's great. Tell us about this. Now, that was a, 19, a 2019 yeah, single. That was and a, you've got a lot of new stuff that we're going to yeah, talk about. sure. But that one really caught my ear. Tell, oh, tell us about the writing that. of that song. Yeah, so that song uh, came out. That was like about the second song I put out when I moved to town. I moved here in April 2018, and I put my first song out in March of, 20, of 2019. And then wow. this one came out in July uh, 2019, so a few months later. Yep, right, um, way back, BC. way back, BC, before COVID. Yes. Before COVID, yeah, that feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? But um, man, it was such a great song that kind of happened uh, as we were writing another song. Actually, it was funny, and I remember the other song, which was also a great song too. And mm. may I put out someday? It was called "The Right Track." Wow, and uh, you know, it was kind of like we're on the right track to get us in the mood, kind of thing. Like. Uh-huh. Kind of playing on. I love. I love wordplay. So, yeah, I do too. Um, and there was a line that may act, may or may not still be in that song that we were we were writing. I was writing with my friends Elise and, and TJ, and um, it was like you know run, till we're running out of radio or something like that. Mm-hmm. And someone threw that out. I don't remember who, but then we all looked at each other like that's a different title for sure. And oh. that that has happened. I can't tell you how many times. That oh happens. yeah, it does. You start you on know, one song and yeah. then somebody says something, boom. That's a yeah, different song. And you're like, that's a different song. And yeah. so we're like, we finished that one and then we're like, we got to write this one. Right. And, uh, I love when that happens. Yeah. And it was, it was, um, it was really cool. And then I brought it to my producer at the time and he just had this idea for the groove to make it really pop. Oh, it does. Than one. And, and it was, it was very cool. It was definitely like, and that was sort of my first exposure to me to doing a bit poppier side of, of things. Cause mm-hmm. the first song I did, was definitely more rock influenced, and that's still a big part of who I am. But especially with what I do now with Salem Town and kind of the, the more pop and EDM influenced um, oh, yeah. elements of country, like I think in a lot of ways, running out of radio kind of wet my appetite for that. Oh, and, did it really? Okay, I, I, without maybe not even realizing it at the time, but I think that sonically it, it sort of speaks to this. It, it helps bridge that gap if you look at yeah. my evolution as the songs I've been writing and, and putting in work sonically, you know. Yeah, and I want to talk about Salem Town, the stuff you're doing right now yeah, for sure. sure. But I want to focus in on that song just a little bit. It had sure. to be so much fun to write. When I think about all the allusions to other songs, yeah, did you ever count them out? How many different songs you had in there? Uh, we usually could go through line by line. Right now, I never really every, consciously did. But every that, line is a different song. That was know? the hope, yeah. and, and and that was the goal. And I love writing those songs. I know some. Some people, you know, don't like those songs, or they they can't. Oh, I love them. The the the, the trick is to not be cheesy. It can no. it can very easily become cheesy or just like oh, you're trying you're trying to just shoehorn too many in. No, you and stitched them all together very good. You tried very to. very well. You tried to, and maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe if I were to rewrite the song today, I might have taken a different angle. But that's why mm-hmm. I wrote it when I wrote it. So yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, we grow. I yeah. love. Yeah, we grow. And I I love. I have a number of songs, including one that I'm planning to put out soon. That is is one giant song reference basically where Love it. I, I think that those are the kinds of songs like that are like I think the general public can get into and appreciate of course but I also think they're like songwriter songs you know yeah. and I love writing those songs too save those for the bluebird yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think I think those are great and speaking of the bluebird you won a golden pick award from uh, bluebird cafe yeah. which is such a prestigious award yeah well, talk about that a little bit that yeah, had to be a thrill it was really cool and unexpected it was uh a song that I wrote with my good friend Autumn uh, Bice or Autumn Marie, however she wants to go by. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we wrote that, and that was another like crazy random thing. We just there was this other contest or, or um, thing that we that she, we were writing for a prompt, um, and uh, we won that. Uh, it was and and that was like a year and a half ago or something like that. Awesome. And mm-hmm. it's we joke like it's just the song that keeps on giving, you know, because <laughs> it. Um, it's done a lot of cool things for us in, in, in ways that we didn't expect. So I, you know, was thought, Hey, well, why the hell not put that one up? See what happens. And, and, it, yeah. and it did. So that was really cool. It was, we were trying to write, you know, a little bit more of a deeper kind of, uh, you know, material than what you normally hear on country radio or pop radio or just because mm-hmm. a lot of it can be surface level stuff. And, 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 you know, most of the time publishers or other writers tell you when you move here, you know, that like. Oh, don't write sad and depressing stuff. No one wants to hear that on the radio, blah, blah, blah. But I think like some of my favorite songs of all time that are also big number one hits are like the more ones that have more substance to them. Right. And so we were trying to write that and, and having had no experience, it's, it's a military song. Um, you know, I have no personal experience in military, but my, both my grandfathers were in the military in one way or the other. My stepbrothers in the military, some of my best friends from growing up. Um, I just have a lot of respect for what they do and and I don't think that they get the recognition they deserve and Mm -hmm. 
I think that's what that song was about. And wow. we all struggle with um, with our emotions and uh, our inner our inner kind of thoughts. And I think that's do. not talked about enough. And that yeah. was sort of the goal to highlight with that song. I do want you to play that song, but you you, you know yeah. you, you said something. You hit on something that I think is really important for songwriters these days, mm-hmm. uh, because everywhere you're seeing um, on pitch sheets and things, mm-hmm. they don't want those sad ballads. They they leave those up to the artist. Right? Yeah, they and don't think, want them until they until it, they hear it though. Yeah, because that they don't know what to ask for to look. But for, they're always telling you. We want hit songs. We want up tempo <laughs> songs. And uh, Mark Allen Barnett, who's been on the show a few mm-hmm. times, talks about his first time auditioning at the the Bluebird, and he says all the songs were these sad uh, "I'm gonna die and take you with me" type songs. Yeah. And he came up and did a funny song, and they said, "Yeah, three weeks from tonight, we want you back." You know. Yeah. So um, I think it's important to keep. I mean, songs are supposed to lift us up. Like, yeah. It's great to have up tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that you can have up tempo songs that deal that are substance. To, I do too. and make you feel. It's it's. Sometimes really great when the music not it doesn't match the the lyric it's it's just like it contrasts it in a in a very purposeful way yeah so it's hard to, to nail but when you do it, it it's great yeah so, yeah so. well cool you set up friendly fire let's do it All right. can you play it for us yeah absolutely the golden pick award winner December of twenty twenty two from the Bluebird Cafe sure yeah. Seventeen, plenty green, ain't just the camo on those fatigues Ready to serve, but can't get served a drink You've seen the movies, tells his folks most of the action is just for show Promises he'll come home in one piece And when he does, we tell him he's home free And we get the trumpets playing Pin medals on his chest We think the fighting's over But it's still there in his head Act like he's invincible Cause he dodged every bullet But we didn't hear the one in his own chamber Till he pulls it Losing freedom's fighters Soldiers and survivors Friendly fire Friendly fire The battlefield was overseas But he still wakes up to submachines On Wednesdays when construction's down the street Yellow ribbons off the door But not for his friend from his second tour Yeah, this ain't war But it's the farthest thing from peace Still we get the trumpets playing Pin medals on his chest We think the fighting's over But it's still there in his head Act like he's invincible Cause he dodged every bullet We didn't hear the one in his own chamber Till he pulls it Losing freedom's fighters Soldiers and survivors To friendly fire No one sees it coming No one brings it up Until we lay him down to rest And we get the trumpets playing, pin medals on his chest. We thought the fighting's over, now we're folding up that flag. Act like he's invincible, cause he dodged every bullet. But we didn't hear the one in his own chamber till he pulled it, losing freedom's fighters. Soldiers and survivors To friendly fire Friendly fire Oh my God, that's all I have to say. 
That is some songwriting. Your co-writer on that was was Autumn who? Marie. She goes by Autumn Marie sometimes, but Autumn Bias as well is her last name. That is some songwriting, my friend. Oh, I appreciate that. That is really amazing. Uh, friendly Fire. And you know, um, so important today. And, and I think that's... Are you recording that song? That um, I, I don't have any plans to right mm-hmm. now. Um, I think it's really a song that deserves a platform. And I just want to make sure... Whether it's me, I'd love it to be me. But we're also working on trying to get that song pitched, Autumn, Autumn's um, publisher and, and everything. And I'm sending it out to people. I, I really think... Um, you know, especially a, a, an artist who's a veteran would be very well absolutely. suited to it, like a Craig Morgan or oh, absolutely, or um, who else? I don't know, I Trey, Trace Atkins. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be a life changing song for me. Well, you hit, you know, you hit you hit it right on the head there. That you know, today there is such a problem with with uh, military uh, kids taking yeah. their own lives. It's, yeah. it's not just even the uh, it, so it can be the the people the parents who are in the military and right. it can also yeah. then be as a reflection of that um, because their parents are gone or or, mm. or whatever it's I think it's an epidemic in our society it regardless is. of whether or not you're in the military but I think there's a particular lack of um, awareness when it comes to what because they they literally go out across the seas we 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 talk a lot about twists in songs and ideas mm-hmm. and if if you'd have brought friendly fire to me as an idea that you wanted to, uh, to, to write. Um, I would have, I don't, I'm not sure I would have found that twist to it. I mean, it's, it's a different take on, on friendly fire. Right. Well, I got to give credit to autumn with that too. I mean, that's the amazing thing about co-writing is we, we found that and it was just, it was one of those perfect days, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was just me and her in the room and we just knew exactly what to do with it. And I'm so thankful for that song. And it hit me very hard, you know, before coming to Nashville, I lived in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. And when the uh, first Iraq, well, this was, was uh, when the Iraq war, um, you know, after, uh, after Mm -hmm. 9-11 broke out, um, one of the first victims uh, was a neighbor, uh, Sergeant Matt Maupin, who, um, he was missing for a couple of years. They thought him captured, and then they yeah. they found out that uh, that he was killed. And uh, like I say, if it wasn't the first, among the first. And I remember we do fundraisers, and we would do a lot of, of things um, in support of the family. And I remember thinking, there's a line in that song that you just sang that just hit me so hard because I, I remember saying one night at one of the benefits that here we are, um, you know, um, celebrating the life of, of Matt Maupin, and. I, if he was here right now, I couldn't even buy him a beer because he's not of age, you know. Oh, wow. I you Wow. I yeah. didn't realize that, that he was under 21. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know. Um, so when you said that in the first <laughs> verse, I'm like, oh, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I love this country, and, and but no country's perfect. No. Nope. And I think there's something wrong where yeah. the law that you're not allowed to have a beer, but you can mm. go die. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's something that I'm no legislator, but probably yeah. needs to be looked at. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I grew up in the seventies and stuff and I remember. Oh yeah. They do, you, you used to be 18, right? Yeah. It used to be, and it used to be 18, but also too, I remember uh, at 18, you couldn't vote. That's and, when, and, was and that a lot 21 of, was voting 21. Well, then? When, when uh, yeah. When the Vietnam war was, was raging, uh, uh-huh. a lot of these young kids were going, yeah, well, we can go die, but we can't vote. Yeah. You that's know? be, that's right. Also that makes changed, no sense. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so interesting. What a great song, my friend. Thank Thanks for sharing that with of course. us. Yeah. yeah, it's always <laughs> yeah, it's always a tough one to get through. No, I'll bet. So. I'll bet. It's very, very emotional, and I can see why it won. And I think that song's got uh, quite a future. And I wish you the best with it. I appreciate it. Now, you you came to Nashville from the Philadelphia area, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. What brought you to Nashville, and how did it all start for you? Um. Well, I've been doing music. You know, as long as I can remember, yeah. I, I, my parents were both very musical. My dad was self-taught piano and guitar. I mean, there's always a guitar laying around the house and, uh, um, both of them had, you know, a lot of music playing, you know, whether in the car, I have very strong, specific memories of, of like mixed CDs that my dad has. I can almost tell you the track listing order, you know, wow. Springsteen to meatloaf to, you know, Dion and the Belmonts, like wow. Queen and Chicago, like classic, classic stuff. Classic rock. Yeah, yeah. Classic rock. And my mom was, you know, a big hair metal uh, person back in the day. And, mm. but it, there wasn't a ton of country, funnily enough. Um, mm-hmm. There was a little bit, uh, a very impressionable point in time in my life was when I saw Walk the Line as a kid, which I am kind of surprised my parents let me see. Wow. But uh, I saw that early, like when it came out, and that was like, wow, Johnny Cash is a badass. And, he was, man. Yeah. And so I listened to a lot of his stuff with my dad, 
And especially, my dad was a particularly a big fan of the later recordings that, like, he did with Rick Rubin. Oh, those were um, fantastic. Amazing. And yeah. I, I loved all the stuff. I delved into the older stuff, too. But certainly those older ones have just a, a, a the spirit American to recordings. Them. Yeah, the American recordings just have a fantastic. spirit to them that are just Absolutely. otherworldly. Oh, yeah. And um, and then my mom um, was, a big, uh, was a big Shania Twain fan. Um, or at least she played it enough that I seem to remember it that way. And mm-hmm. I, I remember she, she played a lot of the crossover, like ni- amazing 90s female artists. There's really nothing like the 90s country female there really stars. Isn't. Yeah. Uh, like Shania, uh, Leanne Rimes, early 2000s, but still that yeah. same. Faith yeah. Hill, mm-hmm. um, Leanne Womack, Reba. Um, Reba. Yeah. There was a little less Reba but th- than there should have been probably. But mm-hmm. um, I remember Gretchen Wilson too. Oh, so Gretchen, funny. My, sure. My mom's this... Uh, you know, Beverly Hills raised, you know, girl. And she was, I remember listening to redneck woman in the car with her. And we, that's about the farthest thing we could, we could be from. And, uh, but you know, great music is great music and you really connect to it. And, you, and, you yeah. connect to it. and yeah. um, I, Shania, the funny thing about Shania too, is that I didn't know until a lot later is her husband and producer, Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang. I'm sure you know this, but mm-hmm. just to say for the listeners, like he was one of the biggest rock producers ever. Was, you know, yeah. it is. And, yeah. and, and then to, and I just watched a Shania documentary on Netflix. It was yeah, amazing. it's out there. It's good. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. yeah. And what she was able to do, like there, there is, oh my God, like every song, all those songs and, and that Mutt, you know, she was, it wouldn't have happened without her, but it's amazing that he was able to do ACDC and Def Leppard and all that stuff yeah. and then come to Nashville and then completely, it's almost similar. I feel to like to what Joey Moy is doing nowadays. He's uh, the big loud uh, producer, oh, yeah, Morgan yeah. Wallen, Florida Georgia line, Jake awesome Owen, yeah. um, Hardy, like Hardy, but, yeah. but he was Nickelback back in the early 2000s. And late right? 90s. Yeah. He, wow. See? he discovered and broke Nickelback. There was also default, which, uh, um, Dallas Smith, who is a, a Canadian artist that is signed to Big Loud as a solo country artist nowadays. Wow, they were like the other Nickelback-ish band back then that was kind of coming up. But in, and if you listen to Nickelback's productions and you, and you listen to what Joey does with like you hear the through line. I mean, Joey is probably single handedly one of the biggest architects of the modern country sound. Wow, along with Dan Huff and you know there's there's a bunch of other producers, Jay Joyce, of course. Mm. But that that certainly that hip hop influence, very rock heavy. I, I hesitate to say bro country because you know that to just say that's all that Joey is a disservice. No. Um, but I, but you know I like elements of bro country too, so mm-hmm. I, I can't deny that. And he he just really, but it's so crazy that he was already a Hall of Fame level kind of guy, yeah. and then completely different career in Nashville, arguably more successful. You right. know, so that was kind of side note, bit of tangent there. But yeah, I listened to a lot of stuff growing up in Philly, but country was probably about the least, mm-hmm. just because. It, it's apart from what I mentioned, there just wasn't, my friends didn't listen to it. it it's, you know, Garth Brooks, um, didn't have stuff online and, and I didn't, and I, there wasn't really any Walmarts near me. There was right. that where he sold his stuff. So I didn't really get into country music. I listened to the Eagles a lot with my dad. And I think that definitely obviously has a lot of, uh, through lines to, to country music. Sure. Um, and, and other things, but, um, country music for me was, it was just a, it was a little bit of an enigma, and and uh, even though I find out later that XTU, the radio station in Philly, is one of the largest in, in the, oh, in the country, yeah. and because and you go you go twenty minutes outside Philadelphia, you're in the country pretty much. So <laughs> yeah. um, that's why. But uh, yeah, yeah, country music kind of came to me a little bit later on. But uh, I, is, I grew now up. is that what, why you came to Nashville? Was it with the interest in country music? Or just I think music, or? it was it was it was both. I mean, uh-huh. I think. At the end of the day, I, I had planned, so I was actually born in Los Angeles. Um, okay, I moved to Philly when I was five, but I, I had thoughts to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. after college because I was like, oh, I still have family out there. You know, Great it's music L.A. Scene. It's something yeah. think yeah. everyone that Tom Petty, the Eagles, all the other people mm-hmm. I love that came out from there. Van Halen, Jackson Brown, Jackson Brown. Um, but you know, I just heard from so many people that like, especially if you want to do, forget about country music. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you want to do country music, you got to go to Nashville, but. A, it's more affordable. Mm-hmm. B, it is. <laughs> B, it's um, it's songwriter's town. I mean, you want to learn to be whatever genre you want to do. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should come to Nashville because you'll learn to be the best writer you can be, and yeah, you can apply that to any genre. I know Ed Sheeran comes to town. Camila Cabello comes to town. When they want to write. This is the songwriter capital. It really There's is. great songwriters all over the world, mm-hmm. but this is where they understand it. This is where the city that was like made for us. So knowing that, you said I got to get and be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. however long I stay here. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, I know I need to build my foundation here as a songwriter because that's going to make me the best artist I can be. That's great. And, the, and, and I don't I don't think I'm leaving anytime soon. <laughs> but so you're loving it here. I, I love it here. Yeah. It's been, it'll be five years in April, and I can't believe how the time has flown. 
Um, but no, I, I think that anyone that has any interest in doing music of any kind, um, if they're not coming here for a little bit, they're, they're missing a, a critical piece. How did you find the community when you came in? Um, did you know people ahead of time? Or? Very few. I had a college room hallmate who lived here and I crashed with him when I first moved here on his couch. Um, but honestly, I, I maybe knew like one other person mm. through a fraternity connection and, uh, and then it, it just kind of snowballed from there. It's just an exponential growth. Like mm-hmm. again, BC, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I really feel so much sympathy for people that are, that are moving here during COVID. And, and yeah. now like, I wonder how the, how they found that community, you know, cause it yeah. must've been a lot harder. I was very fortunate and, and just so excited to be here that I was honestly, those first few months, I probably didn't stay in one night. I probably was out every night because really? there's always something like yeah. between writers rounds, whiskey jam, just mm-hmm. everything. And I was yep. just meeting so many people, you know, Playing at Belcourt back when that was still open. Yeah, um, missed that place. Yeah, me Belcourt too. Taps. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you know, I met I met so many people, and and they talk about you know they talk about when you move, you find your class, and it right. really it really is true, um, because some of my best friends are the ones that I met from the beginning here, and we're all coming up together, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's how it works. It's how it works, mm-hmm. and it's it, it is really an amazing thing to see to see because your friend's success is your success. Mm-hmm. And oh, exactly. It all it all. It all rises together. So we're recording I, this in uh, in uh, January, and uh, just this past weekend on the Grand Old Opry was this uh, this group that really made it big on the Voice called Worth the Wait, mm-hmm. and they played on the Grand Old Opry. And this it's in January, it's Opry at the Ryman, which makes it even more special. Oh man, that would be my dream. So yeah. Worth the Wait played at the Opry, and uh, one of my friends and co-writers, uh, Scott Barrier, wrote the song. Oh hell yeah, Vinyl. Uh, I love Scott. Revival. Do you love Scott? Great. Another yeah, connection there. Uh, yeah. He wrote the song, and he's there watching them play his songs Amazing. on the Ryman stage. Uh, so, Amazing. yeah, I mean, there you go. So Unbelievable. Um, connections, again, networking. Connections, connections. Yeah, so, so it, it's just being around here, and, yeah. and I just really made a point to to just, like, meet as many people as possible. And, and I still try and do that. I mean, I think it's easy once you've been here a little while to kind of settle into your thing and, 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 be, and be like, nah, I'm not going to go out, but... And, and and you definitely don't want to burn yourself out because nope. I think I think before the pandemic I don't I don't want to say I'm glad it happened but it was a, a much needed break mm-hmm. because I was definitely going all Every cylinder day? yeah all cylinders and yeah. I needed writing you know, all day yeah and yeah. and just had no sense of balance and I think I have a much stronger sense of that now but mm-hmm. but it's still at the same time it's important to like be out there yeah, and and that's so much of how things mm-hmm. get done in this town. Call it, you know, you can not like it or like it. It's just the way it is. That's not the only way things get done, but so much of it is 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 out, is being out and being seen and networking. playing the shows, networking. Connections. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all Sounds about familiar. connections. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about what you're doing now and then maybe uh, set us up for one of your new songs. Here. Sure. Yeah. Um, I uh, So I've been in a duo for a little bit, as I mentioned earlier. Salem, Salem Town. Town. Yeah. yeah. Which has been a, a really great experience and something that I did not plan to happen that was again a pandemic sort of um you know lemonade from the lemons kind of thing (laughs) um kind of like how this podcast yeah (laughs) yeah so uh you know we we met up and i wasn't planning on doing duo but we just started writing and and next thing i knew we had a bunch of great songs that were recorded and Mm -hmm. i i hadn't i had plans for my solo stuff but nothing was you know even close to being done or ready and i and it was like let's just do this and see what happens and mm-hmm. um we got some pretty cool spotify playlists right from the get-go which was uh was surprising and very um very you know much an honor and people just really seem to like it and it's 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 different from what i do with my solo stuff and I'm, I'm getting ready to put out new solo stuff for the first time in a long time which i'm really really excited about and i'll play some for you right cool. in, a, in a second but you know it they're different things you know mm-hmm. it's it's some people might think it's difficult or crazy to have two artist projects but you know i would i would rattle off about 10 different big artists that you absolutely know, that, have, that have 20 different yep, projects first yeah, of all sure and they're, they're it just, happens yeah we're, we're creatives we're like you know as a songwriter you can and, and garth brooks i think even said this um you can't write every song you sing or or no he said something you can't outwrite this town even if you try yeah it sorry it doesn't it doesn't matter to me if i wrote the song or not if it feels like it's something i wrote gotcha. but but similar mm-hmm. to that i don't i think that you can't sing every song you write Mm-hmm. Just like you can't, true. just like you don't need to write every song you sing. It's different, slightly different, but I, it's not literally possible to sing every song you write when you're you're a songwriter or an artist or stuff like that. So, and you can also recognize that you love a song, but it might not fit you. Pro, you, yeah. And so, Salem Town is a great opportunity to, to to do something different. I think it's still country music. It's still 
my voice, my writing, along with with my duo partner Patrick's, that 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 really blends into this cool different thing that mm-hmm. I couldn't do as a solo artist, and 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 vice versa. That's cool. So, so, you, so Salem Town is you and Patrick. Um, yes, Cornell. Patrick Cornell, Cornell is his name. And you've been so, writing together for. Uh, it'll be about. It's been about three years now at this Isn't point. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, or maybe yeah, three. Yeah, oh. three's about right. So, is there any music out there that we can look for in your Salem Town? Absolutely, Salem Town. Yeah. We're all we have. I honestly have more Salem Town music out right now than I do solo music. No kidding. Up to this point. Well, we're going to so, find you. Yeah, so we're all on there. It's Salem Town, one word, no e on the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Next and, time we'll have to have Patrick too. We'll do absolutely. a Salem Town show. We'll do yeah. a Salem Town show. That'll be yeah. great. It's, awesome. it's it's a different. It's part of my story, but it deserves its own mm-hmm. moment as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and. So I've been doing that, but then I've also been putting together the solo project. A lot of these songs, you know, the other thing with songwriting, you know this too, is it can be slow yeah. uh, in terms of the, the the process of songs, you know, seeing the light of day. So yeah, that's true. even with my own stuff, you know, it's yeah. like they're my, and, and, and I want to, but, but it's some of these songs I wrote BC, you mm-hmm. know, before COVID yeah. And, yeah. and they're just now finally getting to see the light of day. And, you know, that, that's just how it happens. But I, I just really feel passionate <laughs> about these songs. And I think that they tell my story in a personal way. That's and, great. Um, yeah. and I really just am excited to share it. And that's really important. It's funny you say that because, uh, I've a project that just came out and, uh, you're right. A lot of these songs are written before COVID and, um, and now that they're out, it's, they seem so old. Yeah. Well, that's me. the, that's <laughs> the other thing too. That's funny. I mean, playing running, I haven't listened to that record in yeah. a while, but it, it, it song songs come back and, yeah. and it's, and it's crazy how they hit you. Yeah. Um, which is another title I've written, by the way. Songs come back, so I could. That's oh, that's I a like fun that. one. Yeah, but uh, but but no, it's really interesting. And I was I was playing around last week, and a friend of mine was saying like, oh, you know, I feel like as songwriters, the second we have written the song or like put the song out, we're done with it, and we're on to the next one. Yeah. Even though we need to be promoting it and all that stuff, like our songwriter brains are so like, what is the next cool thing? Like, okay, I I exploited that idea as best as it could be exploited. What can I do next? Do next? And so it's totally, I totally understand what you're saying. It's very easy to be like, man, those are so old. Like, because mm-hmm. yeah. people come up to me and be like, man, I love that song. I love Noah. And I'm like, why are you still listening to Noah? You see my new stuff. Yeah. You're like that. Yeah. Like, as a business person in the music, that's a really bad attitude. I would say, I should say, yes, keep yes. listening, keep giving me money. Exactly. But, but as, yeah. as the creative, it's like, no, like, that's like four years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. come on, you wait yeah. till you hear the new stuff. I remember uh, <laughs> at the songwriter festival sitting down with a hit writer. He just had a huge hit that year. But by Kenny Chesney and I asked him I said well, how's it feel he goes you know Dave by the time the song comes out and it's on the radio I'm just so over it, by it. it yeah it yeah you know it's, it's a thrill I love it but you know yeah, uh, it took so long to get there and it's, it's such a process I yeah. mean they talk about um, some songs getting to radio from having been written like a month before yeah it, and it, it can happen it can happen Win Varble is this a, yeah. a, a very good example he was on this show mm-hmm. wrote this song uh, Have You Forgotten yeah. and like within a month it was number one yeah and then, i mean little. i know that's sort that's yeah. also the story with good girl the dustin lynch song and mm-hmm. albert wrote it and, yeah. I, and um i can't remember uh the other writer uh but anyways that yeah because but they wrote it with dustin i think and he was just so jazzed about it and yeah. brought it to the label right away and like it was already on the it's like so it can't happen it can't but happen. most i most of the time mm-hmm. i feel like people not doing what we do don't understand how long that song has been in existence before it actually is acknowledged. Yep, <laughs> you know, that's so, so true. Which is crazy. Tell you what, let's take a break. And when we yeah. come back, we're going to get to some of that new stuff. Great. Okay, don't go away. Dan Harrison is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. If you're listening on YouTube, by the way, please like and subscribe. I know we're not a video per se website uh, or uh, podcast. Hopefully we'll get there someday. Maybe when we set up this Patreon, uh, folks will help us get some cameras in this dining room. Mm. And that might be fun. That'd be great. Yeah. But being a radio guy, that wasn't important with me when we started. But now... Um, it's getting to be that point now where I'm thinking, you know, maybe it is because everybody goes, well, how come you don't it's do that? Both. You can yeah. offer, you can offer the audio as a podcast and, yeah. and have it on that. I know Joe Rogan does that. A lot of people do that. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I heard this recently, YouTube's actually uh, the biggest, uh, music streaming service in the world. It's the second largest search engine too. Yes. Next to Google. Yeah. So it's really important to be yeah. there. It really is. Yeah. I so. think it's not, um, 
I don't, I think, especially in this town, everyone's like TikTok, TikTok, Reels, Reels. TikTok, TikTok, Reels, yeah. YouTube's Absolutely. pretty, don't sleep on it. Shorts, yeah. you know, we're, we're getting in on shorts. So I think you got to be there. So mm-hmm. thanks for listening on YouTube and helping us spread the word and subscribing because that's really growing too. Yeah. Uh, we're over 200,000 downloads and subscriptions now. Thanks to you uh, spreading the word. Dan Harrison is our guest. We talked a little bit about Salem Town and the new stuff you're doing. I'll play us one of those new songs here, Dan. Cool, yeah. Um, hmm. Let me see. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one. Man, it's always hard to choose. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, I'm gonna do one uh, that I wrote. This is like literally, I think, in the first six months that I moved here, and okay. I'm now I recorded it and put it out. Awesome. And or I'm going to put it out. But it's just a fun party one. Like I, I um, as much as I love writing the serious kind of life songs that we call like like a friendly fire, I think it's mm-hmm. fun to have the upbeat. So I do too. Um, this is one I wrote a long time ago, and it was just kind of based on my college experience and you know having a fun time. So um, great, great. this one's this one's called "Hang Over Here." Uh, wait, let me put the capo on. Hang over here. I Hang like over that. here. <laughs> Last night, I flipped cups, backyard, I turned up, be jumping shotgun and making bets, I was chugging, shooting double shots cause I lost, your girls went home, I couldn't let you drink alone, me and you, living room, dancing around, party stew, caught a cab when things got hot, now waking up with a bass drum in our heads, we could call it quits, girl outbound instead, Shades down, bad hair, phones dead, don't care The Sunday morning's feeling queasy But if you stay, it'd be easy We can wank and bang, shake it off with another beer Yeah, you can hang over here <laughs> Netflix Turn down, Gatorade, sip now, a couple hours, we'll be fine, you'll be home by five, we can do it again next Saturday night, waking up with a bass drum in our heads, we could call it quits, girl outbound instead, shades down, bad hair, phones dead, don't care, the Sunday morning's feeling queasy, but if you stay, it'd be easy, we could wake and bake, shake it off with a Another beer, yeah, you can hang over here. Mm, yeah. Hang over. Oh, we can get a little hydrated. Hang over. But let's let the day stay wasted. Waking up with our bass drum in our heads. We can call it quits. A girl outbound instead. Shades down, bad hair. Phones dead, don't care. The Sunday morning's feeling queasy. But if you stay, it'd be easy. We could wake and bang, shake it off with another beer. Yeah, you can hang over here. Yeah, you can hang over here Come on, girl, hang over here Mm. Hang over here That's what I love about songwriting. Dan Harrison is our guest. You can hang over here. Mm-hmm. And you get all the classic hangover stuff in there. Yeah. The pounding head, the hydrating. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, that's the play on the word. You can come hang over here. Yeah. I love it. That's what songwriting is all about. In my book. Yeah. yeah. In my in mine too. Yeah. Not that it, there are great songs that, that you know, you don't need to always be clever. No. I don't think Friendly Fire is clever in no, that way. Not I think at it's all. just it's it's the right angle and it's well written in imagery, but I love a good play on words. I'm all about oh, that. It is. So. That's just fantastic. Yeah. Who was your co-writer on that one? Was that Patrick or no? Uh, no, this no? was my good friend Elise Ulo and my uh, my other good friend Chad Sellers, both of whom are two of my first wow. co-writers in town. And wow. Elise did, uh, I think is pretty much on every song wow. that I've written for this upcoming project that I'm putting out, of which that is one. She also wrote Running Out of Radio with me. 
Um, already and, she, and she also wrote yeah. the most recent Salem Town single that we. So just yeah, put so out. as this is coming out March uh, the first, so this new record's out by now, uh, right? or no? No, the new record that I'm putting out is not out yet. The no, first okay. single, uh, which I could also play, I didn't, I haven't played it yet. Is uh, is the, we're shooting for February 13th, just in time for Valentine's Day. Okay. It's a love song. So. so okay, here being March. It's oh, probably, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. right. I forgot this. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're recording so the record in January, is out. but we right. correct. <laughs> but the I'm record still is out now. Use the timeline. Record is out now. Good. Let's say that, and we can find it on all platforms. All platforms, and you have your own uh, web page as well. I do. Yes, uh, at you know danharrisonmusic.com. It's also mm-hmm. ilovesalemtown.com. Um, right. And the social medias are the same as the URL. So at Dan Harrison Music, at I Love Salem Town. Oh, be easy to find. So please, yeah. please do that. We do. Uh, I'm working on one of my own. And hopefully it's up by now as we talk, which is just this date connection. Because we've got the songwriter connection. We've got the uh, we've got uh, the Nashville Connection radio show. Uh, so um, And then it, we'll have the music in there as well. So Great. Dan Good, we'll look for you there. Awesome. Uh, how about, tell me about this new song that just, just came out. Um, Maybe you can play share yeah, that with us too. Sure. So this song is a song that I... Uh, I think I wrote. It's a, I wrote it a bit more recently. Like I said, "Hangover Here" was one of the first songs I wrote when I, in the first six months when I moved here. Um, this one's called "Crazy About Country," and it's it's you know I talked a little bit earlier about how I didn't grow up with country music in the same. But kind you're of crazy way. about it now, huh? yeah. And and it, and it's and it's a lot of things. Like I, I I certainly don't go around wearing a cowboy hat and pretending you know to have a drawl, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I have you know I have my pair of boots. I have I have the Nashville thing, and mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. a good denim tuxedo, uh, the, the Canadian tuxedo as they call it. <laughs> um, and uh, and and so that's kind of what this song was about. You know, I uh, that it, that was kind of in college. You know, is where I got exposed. I went to Wake Forest University, yeah. uh, undergrad, go Deeks, and um, go Deeks. <laughs> that's uh, that's where I really got exposed to country music and. Um, Did search, you study music there? Uh, a little bit. Okay. I, I was a philosophy and a Spanish double major, actually, uh, and a film minor too. Um, and both, all of which Good has education actually been, for a songwriter. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, all of it was incredibly. I was. I'd already known music and been playing music. Uh, um, of course, I wish I knew more theory and I learn as much as I can on the side. But Me too. you know, philosophy and Spanish are both incredibly useful for my songwriting because I, I definitely think um, I love coming up with the ideas and. Mm-hmm. and you know, philosophy is all about the precision of language, just like songwriting and, mm-hmm. and like multiple meanings of words and, and oh, kind yeah. of an analysis. And um, I think that piece really um, is something I carried with me to songwriting in terms of, you know, how to best write a song, the different angles and, and all these things like that. And Spanish, I love um, I love reggaeton music. And, you know, there's a, a lot of stuff going on in, in Nashville now with some Latin influenced artists. There's Cat and Alex on Sony. They're awesome. Um, and, and I would love someday to be able to write a song that incorporates some Spanish, um, weather production elements, even some, uh, Spanish lyrics, guitar. Some, yeah. something about a Spanish guitar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nylon string or, um, mm-hmm. and some Spanish lyrics too. You know, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to do a duet with a, with a Latin artist. Like, Wouldn't you? um, Jake, yeah. o- Jake Owen has a great song on his last record called Senorita, mm-hmm. not to be confused with the Justin Timberlake song or the Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello song, but all three are totally different songs and all three are awesome songs yeah. and they're all called Senorita. But he did a he did a duet with Lily Pons, which I love. It's so great. Um, Kane Brown did a song with Becky G, "Lost in the Middle of Nowhere." I mm-hmm. love it too. I love that country music is willing to embrace um, other genres and, and do this collaborative kind of thing. That it is, is such a diverse uh, thing today, country, and they've really, really worked hard on this. I think over the years. Yeah, and we talked before we went on yeah. uh, about how there is just so many different genres within the genre. Sub-genres, yeah, no, you know? I think I think country music uh, always has its roots and, and never won't, and and the traditionalists and the purists will always have a place. Uh, just like in but just like in rock and roll, I mean, I think rock and roll. You have blues rock, you have pop rock, you have the jazz kind of fusion rock, you mm-hmm. have country rock. Forty years ago, there was such this this such a diversity in rock music that I think is echoed today in country music because mm-hmm. the country, for better or worse, I think is and you know you can include Americana and folk and all that stuff in it too. Yeah, is is the last sort of area of commercial or modern music that has an emphasis on I think real instruments and that's truly American. Yeah, yeah. and that's truly American. Yeah, and um, but. Like anything that's American, I think is also global and to an extent right. because we are all we are a melting pot, and I think Absolutely. I love that country music is starting to reflect that melting pot a little bit more. But, you know, the Mickey Guyton, there's a lot of yeah. great black artists, Breland coming up. I have a lot of friends, um, Tay Lewis, uh, Tyler Bryant, um, Julie Williams. They're all amazingly talented artists coming up. The Black Opry does some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
And uh, you know, you're seeing stuff, great stuff with the LGBTQ community. You, you know, are. Brian for one. Yeah, um, yep. and Brian uh, doing wonderful things. Brothers Osborne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I I think that there's a market for for a lot for a lot of that. You know, I'm 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 Jewish, and that's not something that I hide by any means. But it's mm-hmm. not something that you know is typically seen in country music. And and I've been working on songs, and and I want to find um, a way to express that in 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 a way that people can relate to because I think what I love about country music is I really do think it's for everyone. It's, it's not, it's not just for, you know, people who were born on a back road or, I agree with you. you know, Ryan, I met Ryan Hurd one time and he talked about how it might've started as a Southern genre, but mm-hmm. you know, he, he goes, he'll play faster horses in Michigan or whatever that festival is. And he's like, the, where, which is where he's from. And he's like, you'll find the most rabid country music fans in Michigan as anywhere, I'll you bet. know, and in Canada and in Iowa, mm-hmm. it's not just Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, whatever. That's true. And, and I think in Pennsylvania too, you know, like I said, you drive 20 minutes outside of, between Pittsburgh and, and Philadelphia is like country, country, Absolutely. country. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. so I think that it is for everyone. And, and my goal as an artist would be to obviously appeal to fans of country music, but to, people that also don't maybe normally listen to him. You're like, okay, like I can't relate to maybe a Luke Combs or a Cody Johnson, but I can relate to that guy. Yeah. You know? And yeah. cause, cause, cause what it comes down to, as we know, three chords in the truth. <laughs> so all I'm trying to do is, is tell the truth, maybe with one or two more chords sometimes, but sometimes less. It's all you about know? the song, isn't it? It's all about the song and it's all about the authenticity. And so I just want to tell my story mm. and, um, because I don't, I, I don't think it's been my story has been told. Well, I know it hasn't been told, but I think that there's space for it, and I think there's space for everyone's story in country. I, music, I think so too. No two stories are the same. Country, so. you need to make room for Dan Harrison. He's got a good story. <laughs> He's got some good songs. He's a good writer. Let's hear another one, my friend. Cool. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll play this uh, <clears throat> this one that I that that just came out. This one's uh, like I said, um, or maybe I didn't. It's called Crazy About Country. Crazy About Country. Yeah, and it's yep. sort of just about my experience in college and. Um, how I got exposed to kind of, for lack of a better word, that way of life. Certainly the music, but just the culture of it and, um, you know, really, really falling in love with with, that, with elements of it, you know. Yeah. And um, so this one's called Crazy About Country. Awesome. Preachers and pews, but she's got me praying. Never wore out back roads and boots, but she's got me chasing. A shot of whiskey with some sweet tea, something comfort from a mason, got a taste of fire in a Carolina smile. Made me wanna stay a while. Now I love baby blue skies and a summer dress breeze. A white picket kind of living on a blank and you'll miss it street. She's sweet as a taste. Strawberry wine I'm stuck on Lake Tennessee, honey Got this city boy buzzing I'm crazy about, crazy about country I'm humming a new kind of tune With the magnolia swaying Cause we're like Johnny in June When the music's playing And my heart knows she's my homegrown So I ain't ever letting go Of those baby blue skies And the summer dress breeze A white picket kind of living On a blank and you'll miss it street She's sweet as a taste of strawberry wine I'm stuck on like Tennessee, honey Got this city boy buzzing I'm crazy about, crazy about Country miles, country style Living like a country song Her country kind of country wild's got me loving her country strong Cause I love baby blue skies And the summer dress breeze A white picket kind of living On a plank and you'll miss the street She's sweet as a taste of strawberry wine I'm stuck on her like Tennessee, honey Got the city boy buzzing I'm crazy about, crazy about country Crazy about country Crazy, crazy. I'm crazy about country. Straight 
streaming right now, all platforms, Dan all platforms. Harrison, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Yeah. And don't forget to check out his webpage, too, danharrisonmusic.com. That is some great writing. We talk about a lot uh, when I was with NSAI about contrast in a song, mm. and that whole first verse is a an ideal um, example of, of contrast. You talk, I'm not in the church pews, I'm not in, but I'm into the, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, good stuff, you, good writing. Thank yeah. you, appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun one. That's, that was um, also written in the studio. I, I, I Really? Yeah, I, we rarely, uh, just because I wrote it with the producer that produced it, um, and it was, he's actually Salem Town's producer as well, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I don't normally do a ton of rights like that, especially mm-hmm. I've, I've never done for my solo project, but it was really cool like getting the vibe right. in the room as we were writing it too. Because sometimes, you know, a, a work tape can be on a different solar system than what the song it turns sure, out to be. Sure so. can be, yeah. But this one, like from the get-go, was just kind of ready-made. So, right there. Yeah, That's awesome. Right there. Where'd you learn to write? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I played... A lot of natural talent, I would think. I don't know about that. I mm-hmm. think I just surrounded myself with, with the right people and it rubbed off. But mm-hmm. I, that's, uh, and that's I, w- good. I was listening. So, that's good. Um, I mean, I played, I've been playing guitar since I was about 11 or 12 um, and singing my, my whole life. And, and I honestly didn't write a ton mm-hmm. growing up. I, d- I wrote a little bit. Um, you know, I had a few songs that I, you will never hear <laughs> and, uh, and, and a we little all. bit in college too, that was, a, that was a little bit better, but I honestly just, I was really big into playing guitar and like really more into rock stuff. And so it was like Eddie Van Halen and like, I just loved like playing those solos and those parts. And I, I was, I wanted to be a singer and be in a band, but none of my friends, I didn't grow up. You know, I, I feel like if I would have had the opportunity, I, I would I would be in a rock band. And, yeah. But I just didn't have that where I grew up. None of my friends were as interested in pursuing it as I was. And uh, but I just didn't really know what to write about. Also, at the same time, like I love Bruce Springsteen. That was a big thing. And the Eagles. I loved a lot of great songwriters growing up. But for whatever reason, I it, it just the the light switch didn't click for me until a little later. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the stuff I was listening to was also like rock, like Queen or ACDC or Kiss and right. you know, fifteen year old suburban kid yeah. in Philly. Like I couldn't really relate to it. I, I didn't get into too much trouble. I was, you know, pretty straight laced. I went to school parties but I didn't really drink too much. I was a track athlete and really focused on that. And mm-hmm. so the thing with country music that really opened my ear uh, eyes and ears was, you know, the songwriting. The songwriting because me too. I I, I got down to to Winston Salem and um you know, it was guys at the time that were coming up where Eric Church had been out for a little bit, but he was really like hitting his stride. Mm-hmm. Jake Owen, Zach Brown band, early Zach Brown, early Me FGL, too. early Sam Hunt, Brad yeah. Paisley. Brad Paisley was the first country concert I ever saw. Wow. Unbelievable. There's a good um, one. Being first concert. Everything. Everything yeah. from the writing to the, and it showed me, it's like, oh, okay, I can tell my story. I can like it. It doesn't have to be about back roads and trucks and all that stuff. Like, there's cool imagery to use when it's when it's when it's um, appropriate. Like with Crazy About Country, that makes sense to use that imagery there to to, to kind of play on the theme. But it, does. it just mm-hmm. it really showed me that oh, it doesn't have to all be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You know, even though that stuff's cool too. <laughs> you know, I love playing those songs. And and since you know, I think since I've mature, I, I feel like I could write about anything if there's the right idea. But I go. just didn't connect. Until until the right time, until I was supposed to, I guess. Well, you so. are some kind of songwriter, my friend, and I thank you for taking the time to being on the show. Oh, well, and I thank wish you for you having me. All the best success. Stay in touch with me. Keep us Absolutely. posted, and when we come back, when uh, we have you back, I, w- I want you to bring Patrick. We'll do the same Absolutely. on the top thing. Okay? Absolutely, we will. Awesome. Thanks for joining us on Songwriter Connection Podcast. We'll catch you next week. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.